G'day everyone and welcome to the Shane Hope to Pop Culture Podcast. I'm Jason. My name's Luke. Jesus, you pushed the I hell out of that one. <laughs> once. That's the first time in how many episodes? Oh, I think this is number 29 or 30 yeah. or something like that. I was bound to do it once. I was bound to do it once. Oh, that's alright. <laughs> At least nobody's hopefully listening by the end when I butcher each outro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're probably hitting time for the outro and they probably just hit stop, but I'm right at the start of the episode, so that was gold. <laughs> that was good. What's oh, been right. happening, mate? Oh, just like you, mate, just working hard and hardly working at the same time, you know, it's, uh, yeah, busy times. Do you get busy leading up to Christmas? You would, wouldn't you? Fair bit. Shit, yeah. yeah. Like, we, we've, we've also just done a little bit of, like, we've lost a couple of staff members and hired another four staff members, so I'm, like, busy yeah. training. Training, 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 and, you know, kind of pushing people in the right direction and seeing what they're up to and all the rest of it. Like, it's just become a little bit more hands-on for me, but it's good. I mean, it's always good to have some fresh staff in that might come in with some more ideas and stuff like that, so. Yeah. But, yeah, no, Christmas is like crazy town. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's better to be busy than quiet, though, sometimes, I guess. Makes the day go quicker a little bit. It does, definitely. And, you know, like, we've got a bunch of pygmy eggs in the incubator waiting to hatch and a waiting list that's probably as long as the amount of eggs I've got as well. So um, <laughs> just got, what do we get, 17 Centralian carpet pythons into the shop the other day. So that was pretty nice. cool. Yeah, so I got a whole stack of them. Um, haven't seen some of those for roughly a year now. So yeah, yeah, it's good to have some of those guys back in the shop. Um, You're not taking any home, are you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I actually, out of all Morelia, I really do love the brittles. I yeah, really they do, do look good. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had, I've owned one personally, and I loved it as a snake, and I thought it was an awesome snake, and I reckon like a really cool Alice Springs style, style vivarium or something, like a really large one with a pair of those yeah. would look really awesome, but I've got enough crap here. Yeah. Enough crap. And probably after the conversation we had with Pete last week, you're probably thinking things a little bit different. <laughs> I'm still got my cogs turning in my head. I was just saying, like, that's just got me absolutely worrying. I'm looking around the room going, do I do I really actually like you or, or what is it that's keeping you here? You know, like yeah. what is the value that we're bringing to each other and stuff? And I really enjoyed that episode, hey? Yeah, it was good. It was really good. That was one, I like like you said before, you know, just to sit back and you can listen to it again. Like, yeah. You know, because he's such a good, like, talker and he's got so much experience that, like, you kind of ask him a question and he just, like, answers the question and more. So, you know, when yeah. I sit back and listen to it again, I'm actually listening to it as a podcast, not listening to us. Well, we much. don't have to talk, really. It's just yeah, a quick question exactly. or something like that. And I don't even think – I think I might have asked one question. I think you asked the majority of the questions. I was just like <laughs> – It was um, good. We threw Pete the ball and Jesus, he ran with it. And that was fantastic. Yeah, it, was it made for a really good episode. So yeah, I think we got it. We got a bit of good feedback on that one, which is, which was awesome. Yeah, we did actually. Yeah. So I uh, really stoked. What about so you? What are you cutting now? down on mate? Oh, <laughs> I've got a few things that I reckon might get the ax, unfortunately, but I'm, I'm, I'm born to give it a little bit of time. I want to give it till probably about February or thereabouts and just kind of see what happens and you know, yeah. It's tough because, like, I really do love a lot of the animals here, but, you know, some things I'm just like, do I like you because you're here or do I like you for the right reasons or what's mm. what's got you, what's got me attracted to you and all the rest of it? And, it's, yeah, it's kind of tough, you know. So 
Yeah, I'm not 100% certain on a few species, I think. Diamonds are one of those ones that I have such a love-hate relationship with. I love yep. them for the snake that they are. I think they're absolutely gorgeous. I, every time I see a wild diamond python, absolutely lose my shit, the excitement. But at the same time, I'm like, do I need to have you in captivity? Like you're yeah. a species that I can find reasonably regular. And as Just much as outside, I do, pretty much. Oh well, yeah. Like, you know, herp season's on, like I'm guaranteed to see a few of them pretty much, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's cool to be able to appreciate a species like that and it's natural habitat as well. And, you know, then I look at that and go, oh, do I give that space to make a bigger ruffy enclosure? Do I use that space to make a bigger green tree python enclosure? Like that's something that I've been wanting to do for mm. a while. And, you know, that's another one of those species that you also got to think about cost too, right? Like diamond pythons, you're putting large rodents into, whereas like green tree pythons, you could give them something like that four foot by four foot vivarium and it gives them heaps more space and they're also eating less. You know, so it's yeah. kind of like a win-win. You know, the snake gets more room. He's getting a bit, you know, a bit less food for me as well. So, you know, oh, it's all this stuff that just, it's like diamonds are one of those things. Because I've had one of them for, it's got to be seven years now, I think I've had a. Yeah. So it's kind so it's of a bit like. sentimental as well. Very. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like, that. that's a tough call, you know. It's kind of like that with my jungle carpet python as well. You know, I absolutely love it a bit. But at the same time, I'm like. Do I love you that much? Like, yeah. could could you be somewhere else that might be a bit better for you? Yeah. You know? So it's, I don't know, cogs are turning. Yeah, because I kind of had the same thought after as well because I had all these things I wanted to get and this and that. And, you know, every time we talked about new different things, I thought, oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind some of them too. But after that conversation, I'm like, I pretty much think I know what I want and I'll stick with that. And especially starting to go herping a little bit more, I kind of, seeing stuff in the wild i'm like you know I, I almost want to spend a little bit more time out and about photographing animals and seeing them in the wild and still have a couple of things here just to you know satisfy that itch but just keep it relatively small and nice larger enclosures yeah so i yeah, it's I, kind I, of... I know what you mean hey yeah. And it's also the workload side of things, you know, like for example, you know, yesterday was my only day off this, this week or whatever it's been. It's been, been a bloody week. Um, and I was like, okay, I've really got to force myself to do nothing. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm exhausted. I know I'm exhausted. I just need to, you know, stop and chill for a while. And like the whole day I'm like, oh, I, I, sh I should quickly go do this. I should quickly do, go do that. And like before I knew it, the whole day was gone pretty much and I'd barely put my feet up. So yeah, I was like, oh, okay, just worked a whole day at home, which is, you know, when you're keeping a, a reasonable collection of animals of any variety, you know, that's going to happen. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, so and even last throw kids into the mix and it's, you know, even more again. Yeah. Well, that's, um, yeah, pressure's on at the moment. Let's just say <laughs> <laughs> the wife's bi biological clock is ticking a lot faster than mine. Yeah, there's definitely yeah, but I mean, it's the the best thing you'll ever do. I reckon I wouldn't change it for the world. Like the older it, they get, the you can't explain it honestly. Like you cannot explain how good it is. Just everyone the, keeps yeah. saying that, but then I keep getting like all these other side things, right? Like I've got two nephews, love them to bits. My godson, Rafi, he's an absolute wild child. He's only one and a bit. Yep. And 
he's walking and doing all that sort of stuff. And you cannot take your eyes off him for a second because he's just like he's off like a shot. He's on his yeah. own mission, you know. Whereas the other the other nephew, he's like quite calm, just sits there, plays whatever he's doing. You know, you know that he's a good kid and he's there. The yeah. other one, he wears me out. Like the other day we had him around and he's like doing laps of the stairs, going up and down the stairs, and I had to walk with him for ages, just doing laps of the stairs. I'm like, I don't know if I could do a kid. <laughs> I think it's different when they're yours. Because you have to put up with it. You don't have a choice. No, it's not. It's not that. It's it's kind of like like you see, like you only see that side of it. Mm. So you know, like it's it's the little things they do. Yeah. That like that makes you. I don't know, it's hard to explain. Like it's the little things they do that not many people see that they do to you because you know you're their everything kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Like yeah. And the, yeah, it's some of the stuff they say and do and this and that, like, but then other times you're like, oh my God, what have I done? But then, then they do something like that and it just all goes away. Oh, my boss was telling me a story the other day. Sorry, this isn't re- so reptile related people, but <laughs> you know, just a quick, you know, this is life type situation. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know, like having my daughter was a, a fantastic thing. But the other day she came in, she grunted at me. She's so she's uh, just turned two herself. And, and she said, open your hand to it, to um, the boss, my boss. And he so opened his hand and she just put a turd in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, awesome. <laughs> Where did this come from? Like, you know, it's just that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. like I'm pretty good around poo because, you know, cleaning so many animals. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's, I want that. Yeah. It's, oh, man. <laughs> That's like that's just hilarious because I can <laughs> exactly see that happening because we're toilet trained to my son at the moment. Yeah. And he's like he's kicked it out of the park. Like he's not even three yet and he doesn't even doesn't even wear nappies to bed now. That's awesome. He's he's wet the bed once. Like he's he's one of those kids that when he does something, once he does it, he's just like nah, not doing whatever like the other thing again. Like Yeah. But the the issue we're having now is because he was started on a potty and then now he's onto the toilet so he sits on the toilet but he takes his pants off and yeah. now he roof he basically he won't pee unless his pants are completely off oh. so when you go to a public toilet oh my god it's so hard to try and get him to pee in the toilet <laughs> <laughs> like we went there the other like we went uh when he got um like picked our christmas tree and that on the weekend and went and picked some oranges up at the farms up at colnier and stuff like that i had like a really good family day and um it's kind of good because I I took the camera out as well. So I've actually been taking like making sure I take the camera out to things to start yep. taking a lot of pictures again and stuff. But um, we, he needed to pee and we're at a park as a public toilet. I should shut the door. He's like, oh, no. I go, what's wrong, buddy? He goes, we're trapped. I go, <laughs> Mate, we're not trapped. I just shut the door and he goes, oh, okay, I need to wee. And I go, right. just dropped his duds down and picked him up. So that I didn't want him to sit on the toilet. And then he goes, no. I go, what? Yes, no, I need to take my pants off. I'm like, oh, okay, take his pants off. And he's like hovering and then he just peed all over the floor <laughs> and just completely missed the toilet. I was like, <laughs> public toilet. And I'm like, I'm not even going to try and clean that up. It's just like, and then this same thing happened with my missus. I think it was yesterday they went out again, but she wouldn't, he wanted his shoes and socks off as well. <laughs> so she had to take his shoes, socks, underpants and pants off before he'd pee in the toilet. Bloody oh, hell. It's hilarious. Like, it sounds like a chore, but like when you're doing it, you're like you're frustrated. But when you like look back on it, you just laugh. Oh man, 
That's anyway. going to be some awesome twenty uh, first stories by the oh, sounds of it. He's got some doozies. Some of the stuff he does, like yeah, you forget how much stuff he does, and then you remember it. Like you look at a picture and you go, "Oh, I remember that." But um, yeah, it's just yeah, it's 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 definitely fun, definitely fun. So yeah. he's on a real turtle kick at the moment. So I have to try and finish this um, turtle pond. Have you started so, digging the hole? So I've got everything ready to go. I've got a, so this Sunday I've got to dig because basically what I'm doing, I'm digging up the front yard, we're putting some veggie patches in, then behind the veggie patches I've got like a spot we're going to do the turtle pond in. So I'm basically going to dig the holes for the veggie patch, put the garden bed in for the two veggie patches, and then while I'm there, dig the dirt out of the hole, fill the garden beds up, and then get a little bit better soil sent in. So yeah. that's this Sunday's job. So that's why I was messaging asking good height because we're going to match the wall around the the um, turtle pond and that with the garden bed so it looks the same. So yeah, cool. Oh, that'll be a mad idea. It's good to finally get a start on it. I suppose it's yeah. You know, been a like on my half finished enclosures. <laughs> well, you know, I can completely sympathise with you because I've been trying to do this um, Felicipoda tank and like the foam's been carved for like two weeks or something now and i haven't even laid any tile pointing down on it yet because i just haven't had the time to do it yeah so you know you're obviously a lot busier than i am generally so yeah you know i, I mean it's kind of handy that i've still got all these exoterras floating about so Bloody oath. perfect for um smaller hatchling slash almost yearling chameleon geckos so oh the cat is out of the bag yeah. i was I wondering I if you were gonna the do day, so Oh, did you? On, yeah, on Instagram. So the cat's out of the bag now. I but, um, yeah, so I've got that nice enclosure that I've got to finish up for the chameleon geckos with your background. So keen to get that one finished and planted and get some of them in there. So I reckon that'll look great with them in there. Hey, yeah, they are such stunning little geckos. Absolutely yeah. stunners. I'm kind of glad that I've got them back. So, so. You reckon a pair that you've got? I don't think so. I think they're all males. No. But that sucks, but you know, you gotta start somewhere and at least you got a little, you know, group of boys if anything. Then at least yeah, you've got exactly. your males sorted. You just need to try just to get females. Yeah, just six females or so and you'll be laughing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the plan. That'll be a little bit of a hard thing to track down, but you know. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. I Lay mean, down. like I said, that was probably that was probably my biggest regret moving on. So it's funny how we always but, have um, these regrets, right? Like I yeah. do as well. Like um, Centralian Nobbies, they're like a massive regret of mine for moving on because they're such a cool yeah. gecko. But you know, like I would have just loved to have just kept them and nothing else. The chameleons, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of you know tried to get a couple of different. I had a couple of pairs going, but you know, try and get a little bit of extra ones and this and that, and get a you know, like a last little colony going. Do you reckon if you could only keep one species, that would be the species, like reptile-wise? Yeah, I if reckon. New South Wales said tomorrow you can keep one type of reptile, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Either them or green tree pythons, but it'd probably be these guys first, purely because. I don't know, actually. I don't know. And they got me thinking. It'd be either them or green tree pythons, I reckon. 
What do you get out of keeping chameleon geckos, Jason? What do I get out of it? <laughs> Let's get all deep and meaningful. <laughs> um, I don't Thanks, know. Babe. I just, yeah, I don't know. It's me <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just, I think it's the how secretive they are. And I love the fact that you can do a nice display enclosure as well, obviously. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it may be also, obviously, Lilydale High has done really well. But, um, you know, I don't know. I think it's like, they're not, you know, not very common. In saying that, not mid, you don't see too many people doing well with green tree pythons, but they're a little bit more nutted out than these guys. Mm. Um, I don't think it's just they look so odd as well. Like, they're so unique. Of, yeah. Very um, cryptic, you know. They're almost see-through. Like, if you shine, like, you can probably see in the picture I put on Instagram, if the, the light shining behind it, yeah, you can actually not see-through, but, you know, you can see, like, like it's oh, like through the chest light. cavity you can sort of thing. The you chest can almost, cavity almost. Yeah. But um They are so, they one. they almost look flat, like laterally compressed. Are they pretty They're, skinny? Yeah, they are. They're probably like as as thick as my finger. Yeah, well. But um you have to come around and have a look. Bloody but, um, I will want to come up. I don't it'll need to come and have a visit now that we're allowed to. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're just, I don't know, they're very unique. Like they're the only type of gecko in their um, genus. Mm. But they kind of look like the, um, uh, what are they called? There's a couple of geckos overseas that look very similar, like Paradora Masobi, I think they are. I can't remember what they're called. Something along those lines. Right. Um. But yeah, they're just so unique. I think that's what it is that gets me. And the yeah. space, like you could have like a trio, you know, in a decent, like a small enough enclosure, like a one of the, you know, six hundred cube or a ninety long by. That's um. Exoterra. So that's six hundred cube. That's what you got, didn't you? That's what I built the background for. Yep. Yeah, that's for, that's gonna be for a pair. So. Because I used to keep them in the 90 long, 60 high XOs, and then I had some in 45, 45, 60 exoterras. Mm. But I find just that little bit of extra width and depth. I find that that's the yeah, like I said before, the only thing I don't like with exoterras is the depth, but mm. that little extra bit of depth and width. The height that I never really saw them, obviously, I only had them in the 60 highs, but. They kind of never really went right up to the top, if that makes sense. They kind of usually yep. hung about three hundred off the ground. Obviously, an ambush ambush position. Yep. But um, yeah, I never saw them go super high. Like I saw a few enclosures years ago. People had like the ninety highs and that. I mean, if I had the, I've got the space, but you know, I don't think they'd utilize that as much compared yeah. to a little bit more floor area and extra branches and this and that. So. Yeah, but I think if I if I got stung, as much as I love all the animals here, it'd have to be the gillens, obviously. Like that's yeah. a given. And I'd probably just cut this room off here and turn yep. this into a big walk in enclosure. That'd be pretty cool. And then just have like hatchy racks and stuff like that with all the exoterras just for like raise ups and stuff. That's what I'd do. Just have a bunch of these size exoterras just for hatchies. Yeah. Have them nice and planted and yeah. I've already thought about it, dude. Like one day, if it gets to that point, walking Gillen's enclosure, I just want this little snapshot of like, you know, 
center of Australia in my room. But you could, that room you're in now though, there's a few things you could change and just have everything in that one room, but still keep a few different species in that room. Well, that's the thing is if I have a kid, it's going to need to sleep somewhere. Exactly. So you kind of have to. Yeah. But I mean, you could, there's, uh, there's probably, I imagine there'd be a few things in there. You'd be like, oh, do I really need you? But you could keep like, like you could definitely keep your greens in that room. Yeah. Um, I think, I think as much as I love the leafies, I think I'd probably only keep the cornutus. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the hell would happen with Loki. Maybe the kid would have to share the bedroom with Loki. That might just have to be like a prerequisite. <laughs> Big um, water bed. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the kid can have a bunk on top of Loki's yeah. bed. Nice and warm in winter. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think I could part with the roughies. Yeah. Yeah. The roughies and the greens, I think they'd have to stay. So the problem is, is I start listing things and I'll just go, no, nah, it's got to stay. This, That's got to stay. Kimberly's got to stay. Yep. You know, like it's just, it's hard. See, it's I'd happily hard. get rid of everything and just keep the chameleon gecko. It's been saying that I probably would like at least a couple of frogs just in mm. one enclosure. I just, yeah, yeah I don't know. There's something, there's something about them. They're just they like do. I heard some parents calling the other night outside. So, you know. Mm. These guys are just starting up. You what the red eyes are? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's coming into that so, time of year for them. Usually yeah. it's just December, January, I think that's when they're at their, at their peak. Yeah. So when we've had this this lot of rain, I've, um, I've been just up upstairs and just kicking the mist king on. Yeah. Like just turn it on. Like the rain will come over when it starts like pouring down rain, I'll just turn the mist king on, just let it run for a bit. And um, that seemed to uh, perk them up a little bit. So this is a good little segue because have you got the Miss King finally hooked up to Grid Connect? Yes. How did you do it? Because I was looking at it the other day and I was like, I've got like a little, um, you know, like a single socket to do it. But I thought that I had, or maybe a. So that timer that comes yeah. with it, I just got rid of that timer completely. And then did you just plug? Just plug the pump straight in. Yeah. Okay. Because that timer plugs in like series. So basically, it, your power plugs through the power through the timer from memory yep. into the pump, yeah. And then that's what tells the pump to start, yeah. So basically, you take that timer out, plug the timer directly onto the power source, the pump directly under the power source, and the pump into the um into the grid connect. But obviously, right. the only downside is you've got to run it for a minute. But I've just I used to have it come on every day, yeah. But now I just drop it back a day. Yeah, cool. And run it for a minute. But obviously, you, I just got to keep an eye on the reservoir a little bit more. But I mean, it's not. Well, it shouldn't make a difference because if you're running it every other day. Yeah. But sometimes, but because I've been using it more, like rain comes, yeah, I'll turn yeah. it on. Yeah, cool. That but makes sense even, now. But you could even like set it so, you know, when there's a thunderstorm and it picks up like the weather. Well, that's it. Rain. You, you can do that on there, can't you? But the only yeah. downside is, is you'd, you'd have to see if there's a way to like, you know, say, run for X amount of minutes or something yes. like that. Yeah, don't come on and stay on kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I think during you the can, three actually. Hour, during the three-hour thunderstorm, stay yeah, on the just whole run. period of time. <laughs> run, the, run the pump dryer, burn the pump oh. out. There'd be but, some um, funky-looking tanks. Yeah. But no, it's um, yeah, it's good. I love it. I love having that option. Like, I was out the other day and I'm like, oh, 
it's raining at home. I just checked the weather out because obviously, like, I FaceTime the kids every morning, and yeah, Mrs. like, oh yeah, it's raining. So I was like, oh, got off the phone, just turn the mist king on for a bit, just wet it down. But I noticed the plants have been growing quite a little bit more too. Obviously, it's this time of year as well. But um, yeah, you know, love that extra bit of water. I feel like I've had really bad luck with plants lately. Like really, really bad luck. Yeah. I've replanted a whole bunch of tanks here and a lot of them have just died overnight. I don't know what's gone wrong or what I've done wrong because I haven't changed anything like lighting schedule wise or anything like that. But yeah, I've just had a bad run of plants where they're like all good. And then I put them in the terrariums and they're just like, gone see you later are you buying them and just chucking them straight in or you kind of i buy them and i put them i put them in in the courtyard that's like a bit shady outside yeah that only gets like very very minimal light and then they're they're doing okay out there growing okay out there and then i put them in underneath the the leds thinking you know like well they've been adjusted too much light because you think that's quite a quite a bit like high light output it's a right um temperature but it's constant depending it's, on the plant species too. It's not super constant. So UV comes on until uh, it's like 11 or 1. I can't remember in this room. I'd have to have a look. Um, and then LEDs are on for about eight hours a day. So it's not like yeah. it's a 12-hour period. So I've tried to reduce yeah. it a little bit in that sense. But yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. And some of those plants require a lot of light. Like some of yeah. them are like full sun, happy, happy go-go plants. So You got mist kings in those enclosures? <clears throat> not in all of them. Not in the ones that are the full sun ones. Yeah. Because they're more for my arid species. So I was, I was just trying to plant some of that. You know that, um, uh, what's it called? You know the yellow flower that I had in the aberrant tank? Yes. Yep. Common, common everlasting. I was just yep. trying to replant one of those in there because I took out the straggly one that I had. They got a little bit wiry and I put a new one in there and then it just like oh, three days, I think it lasted. Whereas the other one would have grown in there for like at a least three almost. or four months yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was quite a while. I was thinking Actually, that one, yeah. It probably would have been about six months Yeah, that one was in there. But yeah, for whatever reason, no, just didn't like it. So, yeah, right. Bit weird. I'm thinking maybe I'm just going to go lazy and just put ficus and stuff everywhere. And, Loves you know, it. You can do anything to it. Like the stuff yeah. in the boy, boys' enclosure is going great. I've that... trimmed my boys' enclosure back twice and it's it's got more leaves on it now than it did when I first trimmed it down. Yeah. I think that's something good with ficus too. Like I've already trimmed the, the fimbria tank. Like I've done that two or three times with that little ficus that's in there. The yeah. boys' one definitely needs it because the lot the the plants growing out through the mesh in the top of the tank now. <laughs> so, yeah, no, they they are good plants, especially but it's yeah. just variety. Like I want to get variety, yeah. you know. I think it might just be the species of plant too. Yeah, maybe yeah, hundred percent. Well. And I know this that I've been... it's getting hotter as well, so it might be too much heat. Like there's difference between light, like lots of light and light and heat. Yeah. I was thinking that, that maybe this this room's just getting a little bit too warm for it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'll have a tinker. But, um, yeah. That's, ficus and everything, mate. You'll be right. <laughs> I was watching one of the Boyds yesterday, an earthworm. Like, I was digging around because she laid a third clutch, un- unfortunately still infertile. 
Yeah. Um, only got two, two eggs this time. Um, and as I was digging around, I unearthed a, an earthworm and the male, <laughs> he like sprung from the top of the tree on one of the branches, crashed into the ficus and kind of just used it as a bit of a trampoline into one of the, <laughs> the things. And then he dropped down on the earthworm and gave it a good munching. <laughs> and, um, That's gold. Yeah. You know, the ficus just bounces straight back from that. Yeah. Real hardy. Yeah. Especially with bigger animals. I really think mine's gravid, my female, hey? She's so fat. Yeah. I don't know whether she's just fat and loves to eat lots of crickets or <laughs> she's actually gravid. But she's, the one, she's been digging, though, down near the – there's a branch in the center. Yep. I always put – um like the leaves are always scratched off it. So it's like she's kind of like scratching Testing. it to see, you know, whether this is the good spot or not. Yep. But she's still super fat. It's been like a week now since she's been super fat, so – Mine did a lot of test digging before she dropped a clutch. Yeah. But like, yeah, she sits on the branch. You can't see, you can see her feet, her hands, can't see her head. You can't see anything else. And you just see this stomach. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) She's like, you can't see me. I'm like, I can see both sides here. (laughs) I just love the way they shimmy around those branches. Hey, it's so cool. You just see the little knobbly knees. Yeah. There's little knees and there's gut. (laughs) (laughs) But she loves the crickets. Well, that's good. So, yeah, it's 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 good when they eat. Hey, like my males come right back into it now. He's he's eating a hell of a lot of food. So my guy's still a bit off it. I think he's just too busy on chasing tail, for lack of a better word. <laughs> Fair enough. I was pretty scared yeah. when I was younger too. <laughs> I know. Then I got married. <laughs> yeah. Start getting comfortable. Yeah, the chase isn't as hard. You don't get it as often. <laughs> now I've got kids now. Yeah. Enjoy food a lot more now. <laughs> oh, I don't know about you, but I might need to get into a bit better shape before I end up going on this herb trip. Oh, mate, tell me about it. I reckon Keen. Luke's going to punish us. Yeah. I'm, I walk a lot anyway, so I'm usually pretty good. So I do too. Like I get a fair few steps in a day, but yeah, he's a PT. I can just imagine him clambering over rocks like they're oh, nothing yeah. up there. Yeah. So. I'm keen. So. I'm, I'm stinging. Danny said when we're ready to pull the trigger just to let her know and she'll book all our flights and all that sort of gear for us. Yeah. So She said she won't charge us too much. <laughs> Good. Now I know a travel agent. That's awesome. We want to plan a family trip over to Hawaii. So, yeah, she'll love you for that. Yeah. She's been getting smashed for work. Hey, travel agents oh, are just getting. Are they over? Is international travel? It's opening or almost open, isn't very it? Very close to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's very close to. Yeah. She always tells me the updates every day, but I don't really pay that much attention because yeah, I'm still fried from that. my day. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yep, she's booking things left, right, and centre. So she said, "Yep, when we're ready to go, book that. And if we end up doing up uh, up the Cape as well, we can book yeah, that I think one we've in. Got two, two planned next yep, year. Potentially two herp trips within the space of yeah. like a few months of each other, which will be pretty exciting. <clears throat> we haven't really spoken about it. Really, we just like because I've been so busy. Like you sent me a message, I wrote back. I was like, "Yeah, well, I'm in." Yeah, because the wife's got a girls' weekend planned, so I was. She told me about it. I'm like, I'm going to use this to my advantage. Yep. She goes, oh, I've got a girl's weekend away. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. And I'm going herping. She's like, oh, okay, no worries. So I was like, done. Yep. Oh, it's uh, it's, it's super exciting. I was so stoked when you said that you were in as well because I was like, don't get me wrong. 
I'm more than happy to go off into the bush with Luke and try to find all these things. But to be able to have that experience with you too, and then oh, be yeah. able to, you know, reminisce on it for years to come, I reckon that's going to be fantastic. So, because everything out there will be a first for me too. Dude, it's almost going to be a first for me as well. Because as I said, I pretty much struck out when I went up there. So Luke's like, what do you want to see? And I was like, anything. Everything. Everything. I don't care. And everything. If he's got targets he needs to knock off, I'm happy to come for the adventure. You know, like I'm like, yep, I'm in for anything. I would like to see some species though. So if it just happens to line up, like I'd love to see spiny tails. Yep, same. Just, Just because that's a species that I've actually tried to look for and up there in the NT in two different spots and struck out. Um, yeah. And that's something I used to keep too, so I'd love to see them. Any Anything gecko has just yeah. got me written all over it. And frogs. I'm like, I'm into my frogs now too. And turtles, but I mean turtles. <laughs> it's yeah. funny how it changes, hey? Like I absolutely love, you know what got me into frogs though? Herping got me into frogs. Yeah. Never used to be a frog guy. Went out with my herpo mates and they're like, oh, this is a this or such and such frog or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I was like, oh, man, these things are really cool. Yeah. wonder if you can keep these things in captivity, you know? Like it was, that's what opened up my eyes to frogs was herping. I mean, I looked at getting my f- frog license probably s- four years ago now, but never did. But um, yeah, no, love frogs. Is that because you reckon that only at that stage you could probably keep like, or you could probably only find easily things like green tree frogs and maybe you wanted something a little bit different or is it, what were you after then? Nothing. I didn't have any species in mind like or anything. I just, yeah, like I've always loved the green tree frogs. I'm pretty sure they were green tree frogs because my, I've got some like relatives that live up at Grafton Mm. and, um, They'd have like heaps of them on the window. I can't remember if they were Grand Tree Frogs. I was only young. They probably would have been. Yeah, I think they were. It's huge. And obviously my mum was scared of them. So, you know, being a young fella, I just chased her around with a frog and scared (laughs) her and this and that. But um, I haven't been up there probably. That would have been back when I was like 14 or 15, I reckon. Yeah, wow. So a fair while ago then. Yeah. I've been up there since but never... I think I was only up there for the day or something like that, but um, yeah. I love frogs. I honestly love frogs. Like they're, they're such a cool variety of animals and they're very underappreciated, especially in, you know, Australian herpetoculture in particular. There seems yeah. to be very limited people actually working with a lot of species and they are a lot of work though. If you get them breeding, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of mouths. That's a lot of cleaning. Oh, definitely. I don't really think I have a desire to breed them. I just mm. love keeping them. But I, I think know. that's why you don't see so many varieties available is because not a lot of people are willing to put in the amount of work that is required for... Yeah. Because Australian frogs, like they pump out some eggs. Oh, yeah. That reminds me too, the um, Frog ID app. That's um, They've actually got a competition going. I don't know Good. if anyone's seen it. Yeah. So um, basically because I love the app, I use it all the time. My son loves just listening to the frog calls. Yep. But, yeah, there's actually a competition. So I think the person who records the most frog sounds, I believe, goes in the draw to win a um, veggie pod, a couple of veggie pods or something. Just yeah. go onto their Instagram and check out the post. But oh, cool. um, I think they said they got like 5,000 entries already in the, like the first couple of days or something like that. 
Yep. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, we're not sponsored around or anything, but, you know, it's an awesome. I love that app, man. Like me and my son will just sit there and just listen to frog calls and he just cacks himself every time. <laughs> they actually posted a really good, um, I don't know if it's in the story or a post. It was like a little ad for Frog ID, but every single noise in the ad was a frog. Like there was a motorbike, there was like all these different sounds, but there was all frogs. Yeah. And at the end of that, it's like every single sound you heard in this ad was a frog. Like I'm like, that was awesome. I think I shared it to my story. I might have even been on Instagram for the the podcast Instagram. I can't remember. Oh, cool. But yeah, it was awesome. No, oh, that's awesome. I've... um. Funnily enough, like not to get too sidetracked from that, I've actually just opened an email here as I went to go and look for the Frog ID app. And it looks like we may have been invited back for the Penrith Reptile Expo next year. Oh, it's awesome. Came for that. Yeah, that'll be good fun. So I might have to respond to that after we after yeah. we record this. But no, that'll be pretty cool. I think they got it on the 13th of February. So the day just nice. before Valentine's Day. So you can pick cool. up your loved one's uh, box of snakes. Box of snakes and yep. some chocolates to say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to spend this much money. <laughs> <laughs> or you can take her out that day. So you go out that day, spend money, and then you take her out the next day Yep. and spend money, and then she forgets about the money you spent the day before. Yeah. Or be if you're win. lucky and she's into that, then you can go there and buy something and give it to her for Valentine's Day, but really it's for you. <laughs> well, she could buy you one back, couldn't she? Exactly. <laughs> that could be a win-win. Exactly. He could buy a nice diamond because diamonds are a girl's best friend, apparently. I did that with my wife. <laughs> that, so I, I bought her an engagement ring and then a month later, she bought me a diamond. <laughs> that's pretty cool. She's like, okay. So that's another reason why so this is so sentimental. Yeah. Sentimental. Yeah. So anyway. That's pretty awesome, actually. That's pretty good. Yeah. But um, Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that'll be good, though. I'm, I'm keen yeah. to go back there. We might have to see if we can get a bit more of a, an actual booth or something, I reckon, this time, just to have see how we go. On the table. That'd be awesome. Bring some of these guys. Yeah, potentially. Know, we'll see. Yeah, that'd be awesome. See if Bring we can that. do some sort of exhibitor type yep. thing. We might have to pay something for that if we do that. I don't remember the laws or rules behind it, but we might yep. be able to sort it out. Work it out. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to bring an animal that's a little bit more fancy and a little bit more left field. For the yeah, that is like the king of left field. I'm just trying but to think. Of... You've got some good stuff there too, though. Yeah, yeah, it would be pretty awesome to have some of the stuff here on the table. Um, that's got my got my brain. You don't ever see ruffies at expos, man. No, I remember well, very I saw... rarely. Yeah, actually, you don't. No. That one weird. was yeah. That one was good just because of all the lockdowns and this and that. Like, we're just kind of getting out of a lockdown. It was good to get out, see all the different animals. I think every, like, it was packed that last expo because that was the only one on. Yeah. That was the first time I'd been there, but yeah, like, it was absolutely packed. Well, unfortunately, Illawarra got canned this year because that was just kind of like verging on that new outbreak of COVID and all the rest of it. So, yeah. I was really looking forward to that one because that's like a whole different crew of people that generally are down to that one as well. Like as far yeah. as, you know, most of the exhibitors and stuff are the same or the vendors tend to be a lot of the same, but you still get a few extra faces and stuff like that down that yeah. way, which are quite good to catch up with. But yeah. 
Oh, well, what do you do? It's, it's you know, this virus is a crazy thing. Hopefully we're in the all cleared now because pretty much everyone's vaccinated. Hopefully that's a, hopefully that's a win. Who knows? But, um, yeah. No, no I'm keen. Be fun. That'll be cool if we could do that and then go herping Kakadu like a couple of weeks after that. Yeah. What, what, what dates are we looking at? I don't even know. I don't think we really discussed it much. I was we're, just like, yeah, I'm in. After the wet season, that's, that's all I know. Yeah, which is a little bit vague, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't even think Luke knows when the wet season ends, so he's, I think he's got to do some asking around up there. But um, All yeah. I know is my camera will be packed and I'm good to go. Yeah, I might have to get another flash. I'm planning, though, because like as per usual, maybe I'll leave the camera and stuff to you guys and maybe I'll just film the whole thing. Because, you know, you only need so many photos of the same shit. Yeah. I can always just save all your photos onto a drive onto here so then i've got my own little flick book later on or whatever and exactly you can have a link have links to loaded up videos and stuff of a bit of an experience i'm just keen to get out hey like i was even this even this november has been so cool so far like yeah. I'm all these memories coming up lately where i'm usually been out herping for like the last four weeks like pretty solid trying to like finding all this stuff too and I haven't been able to do it because it's been too cool. Yeah. We had a few of those nice warmish days, but, you know, after that, nothing really come of it. It was just kind of like the, like I've been wearing jumpers to work. Yeah. And I saw my, I think my mate shared a video on Instagram of someone he knows snowboarding because they had snow. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure... I saw another post from someone doing some field surveys up in Queensland and it was snowing. Jesus. I think, I think it was. Don't quote me on that. 37 in Darwin today, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably 37 all year round up in Darwin. It doesn't get too far from the mark. Yep. I think but when uh, I went up there in October, the coolest day was like 32 or something. Yeah. No, I'm keen. Sweat it out. I could actually get some more batteries from my camera. One of them crapped itself, so. Oh, that's no good. Got a couple of camera batteries. Might even look at getting a GoPro, I think. Take a GoPro up there. Oh, I so want one of the new GoPros for, like, they just seem so smooth. Yeah. I've got one, which would be fine if we ended up doing any underwater stuff in yeah. non-crocodile holes. Um, but, yeah. I'll go in with freshies, but I don't know about salties. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Wouldn't go near the edge. Salty. I'll be like meters away <laughs> do you know what i would like to do though if we do get the chance and i'm sure i'm sure we pr probably would especially if we are going to kakadu i would like to stop past fog dam to see it when it's actually full yeah when i went there it was just before the wet season so it was yep. reasonably dry so there wasn't much left but a few few puddles with heaps of birds and crocs in them yeah so i'd like to actually see it where it's like the water's high kind of up near the road and stuff as well so That'd well, be I've kind of been cool. there, so if there's no water, hardly any water, some water, lots of water, I'll be stoked. I still, much to Luke's disgust, I still managed to come across like four water pythons within two or three visits quickly up there as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see one in Good Nick, though. I'd love yeah, to see okay. a water python in Good Nick because the ones that I saw were a little bit full of ticks and beaten up and stuff like that. Yeah, and then what we're thinking, Iron Range, aren't we? Hopefully, hopefully all going to plan. I think Matt's trying to get a little, little group together potentially, just to try to make the, you know, 
a little bit cheaper. So, yeah. but I think he's got a couple of trips that he wants to get under his belt. So, all going to plan. I think he's off to he's off to WA to find his two last struffs, and then he's seen all of them in the wild. What's he after? Um, Spinigerus and Strafirus, Strafirus? No, I'll tell you. He did text me it. So he's probably seen those. Actually, they're pretty cool. Yeah. It's probably it's probably some like. Yeah. Um, let me see what he's got here. Let me see what he's got. Yeah, he's, he's, he needs to get his Imbricata. And he needs to get the last two strophs. So he's got Wilson Eye and Rank Rankin Eye. Rankin Eye. Rankin. Left. Yeah, left to see. So what was that? You got possums on your roof again. I think I do. I eh? that was <laughs> that was the second time something's going on over there. Yeah. Life on the coast. Dead. I don't have that. I've just got footsteps on mine. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then a little kid goes nuts at about 10 o'clock <laughs> at night and starts <laughs> running around. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So, so he's Rank and I. Rank and I and Wilson and I. And that's what he needs or that's what he's seeing? That's what he needs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my understanding of that one. But yeah, no, it seems like he's uh man. He's a guy that has herped a lot, hey? Yep. He's seen so much, too. Well, I think Imbricata is his last Marilia, if I'm not mistaken. I think it is, yeah. I think so. So I'm going to start marking this book every time I see something now. This is Which book's that? Digging it out. Oh, sacrilege. But you've got probably six copies of that, though, don't you? I've got another two, uh, one behind me. Another one behind you, huh? Yeah, yeah that one's enough. signed. This one's not. Yeah, so that's why I bought, bought it for. I'm just going to start putting a little mark in it every time I've found something. Obviously, I'm not going to find them all, but, you know, it's a good start. I was thinking about doing that with um, Scott's books, like the yep. Wizards of Australia and the Snakes of Australia. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, well, that's kind of like a nice little field guide that I could take away with me with, without... Bit smaller, I suppose. Yeah. By the time you take away the bunch of them, it's probably the same as that. Mm. Close, Actually, yeah. I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, close, but I don't think it's nearly quite that bad. Yep. Nah, they've got nothing on that. If you if you add up just the snakes and the lizards, that's a massive difference. Yeah, that's true. I'm grabbing both of them out now. Look at that. There you go. Yeah, that's true. It's about, about two, so yes, two thirds of the size. No, this is just reptiles. Oh, no, I need the frog one as well. Then I, I wouldn't need to just take it. No, it's reptiles. Yeah. Reptiles. Um, Looks like I need to find a frog one too. I've been meaning to buy that one actually. Scott's got the frog one. Yes. I, I can't say one. I've been meaning to buy it. You can't say it's that you've been. Me. Oh, yeah. Shimmy's out of screen to six copies of Scott's Frog Book behind him. No, there's only two there. <laughs> You're a shocker. Absolute I like shocker. one that I can read and then one that just, like, is signed and stays nice. Yeah. <clears throat> so what, See, what's... I, I keep limited reptiles so I can buy more books. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably going to happen to me too once I... Uh... Or if I downsize, it'll yeah. probably happen. Um, what sort of gear do you reckon you're going to take away with us, with with you when we go? I should say. Um, 
I don't know. I'll definitely take my camera gear for sure. Yeah, what's well, a given. Yeah. Um, I'll probably take – I'm going to take quite a bit of camera gear, I think, because – Just I'm remember you just... got to lug it. Oh, that's oh, – I lug it all the time. It's all right. Um, I paid for it on flights and stuff before. It just goes on carry-on. So I basically don't take a carry-on. I just take my camera gear. Yeah, Tripod yeah. goes in my suitcase, and then the camera gear just goes on carry-on. Um. It's close. It was close to the last time I went. When did I go? I think I went to Perth. It was close to the weight limit. I think it was like a hundred grams off the weight limit. <laughs> but um, because I wanted to like, there's places there that I want to actually photograph landscape stuff as well. So yeah, okay. I'll take that landscape stuff as well as everything else. Where 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 do you want to take landscape photos? Just anywhere, man. Like. The countryside out there is amazing. Some of the stuff, like, oh, I haven't been out there personally, but I've seen pictures. Yeah. Um, the nighttime sky out there. Yeah. You've seen it. It's just like insane. So, yeah, do a little bit of astro stuff. Yeah, whether I just do a time lapse and then, you know, have a nice star trail, stack a couple of images together. Like even if, like, even if I don't, like I, I don't have to photograph everything I see, even if I just take like a my phone and get a picture of something, you know, and I've just got my camera set up and just doing like a star trail for a couple of hours, you know. It's yeah. Like that kind of thing. That's worth it to you as well, yeah. 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 It's like if I forgot the record of seeing it, yeah, it's it is cool, but you know. But that kind of thing. So Yeah. That's probably my main thing. That what about stuff to like, you know, you're gonna need some camping gear, surely. Yeah, so that's gonna be the hard things, getting camping gear over there. Yeah, because you know swag's pretty big. I reckon one pair of undies. You can turn it inside out a couple of times, front to back. I don't need undies, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I can just not wear them. I'm fine without them. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, swag's probably my priority. Yeah, swag and a backpack that I can carry water and you know, maybe a small snake hook or something. You might find it might be cheaper to post it. The swag. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Take it on the plane. I have to actually have oh, a look yeah. at it. It's still new travel agent though, so it might be all right. Oh, it sure works some magic for us, don't you worry? Yeah. But um that's yeah. And then clothes, like well, I could wear the same pair of clothes. Well if you're doing like bottom, yeah, if you're doing like five days or something like that, like I honestly reckon you could get away with like two pairs of clothes. Because let's face it, we're swimming holes. I can yeah. just take two pairs of clothes, mate. That's what I mean. As, yep. You know, if you can get a swim in here or there, yep. which, you know, if we end up in Litchfield, like that's pretty good for swimming. Um, yeah. You know, not too sure about too many spots in Kakadu, but I'm sure Luke will be able to. I think Luke's already sussed a couple. Um, but yeah, there's. You don't really need that much, hey? No. The only other thing that I was thinking of is like a little inflatable pillow. Because I'm not sure if my swag's actually got one of those like built-in pillow type things in it mine doesn't yeah so you can get like these little camp pillows they're like 17 bucks on ebay that i think you can just blow up and they actually just you know, that, that's something that at least you can crush down every night yeah you that's know probably, yeah. camera gear most of my way to be in camera gear <laughs> have you <laughs> this is the thing right like i watch a lot of that um scotty's gone walkabout on youtube 
I think Eric got me onto him originally. Actually, I haven't actually watched that. You told me about, it, but I, I don't yeah. get much time to watch YouTube though. I'll so. come off it. You got toilet breaks. You don't have to just watch me. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> actually, no. I got onto a good video the other day. It's a different topic, but keep going. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. So Scotty's gone walkabout. He's an Australian guy that basically goes out into the bush and does like little night camps here and there. And he kind of walks into wherever he goes and takes all of his his gear with him, or he takes a canoe or something like that. And it's kind yeah. of cool seeing some of the stuff that he takes. Like, it's all pretty top notch because he's got good sponsors and all the rest of it. But it's also kind of cool to go. Okay, that's probably not a bad idea to take with you on a, a few of these yeah. sort of trips. And yeah, I think something like a pillow. Like yeah. even if it is an inflatable pillow, like it's Something. that's going to make a bit of a bit of difference for you. Yeah, somewhere to lay your head at the end of end of the day when you come home at three a.m. or something like that after looking at Oedura. Yeah, but see that's the thing. Like you got those camp tents that are pretty small. Mm. Um, swags are pretty bulky once they're undone. It's true. Like it's not exactly like it's going to be no. cold. No, it's different if you if you drive, like if you can just chuck the swag on the car, but, you know, flying up there, mm. the swag's pretty bulky. I'll have to have a look at mine. I'll have to roll it out and see what it's like. Yeah. Yeah, it's still all new in the box. I still haven't cracked it out and it's been in the box. What one did like... you get? What have you got? Oh, my folks got it for me, hey? Yeah. They don't mind going on a camp trip, so they bought me whatever this one is, and I've been meaning to crack it out for a while now, but... Yeah, I've had mine for years, my swag. Yeah. She's well-worn in, my swag. <laughs> I want mine to be well-worn in. That's the thing. I just haven't had an opportunity. At some stage, my my dad and I were planning to do a driving trip out to Uluru, and that's where we were going to do it. We were just going to kind of like drive a few hours every day and, and camp up. But just one thing led to another, and it kind of ended up getting a little bit, a little bit put yep. to the side. And yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I'd still love to do that with him, though. I reckon that'd be an awesome trip. Oh, yeah, Actually drive sure. it. I'd love down, to drive it. Down through South Australia. Well, you could go up the top, too. You could go up through Queensland, but I reckon I'd like to go down and up. Or yeah, I'd love to um, drive out there and just see all the different things in here and there on the way. So Yeah. I think that's part of the... Obviously, like, when you're kind of strapped for time, you know, it's like flying in's easy, but... <clears throat> driving there'd be pretty cool i think i've actually got a cousin that lives at fitzroy crossing up in western australia there somewhere top of western australia that'd be cool yeah but it's uh that was one thing that luke said as well he's like oh maybe we could duck across into wa if they're allowing us in and maybe go to like kananara or something like that mm. I'm like dude i'm down for whatever mm, yeah, same here chance to go see kimberly rocks Woo, i'm in whatever get the camera i have to get some more memory cards actually i filled them up pretty quick yeah it's uh you know that's it all adds up hey because you end up going oh geez i need to buy another three or four memory cards or something before i go and there there goes another couple hundred bucks if you're getting the good ones yeah well my camera's 36 megapixels so all right fills up Real quick, <laughs> real quick. What's this one I've got on here that I went out there the other day? It is a 32 gigabyte and I can only get like, going to say 200 pictures on it maybe. Wow. 
You're shooting raw though, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I have a, I have a um, SD backup that I should, that's JPEG. So raw goes to the SD, not SD, um, CF card, and then JPEG goes back up to the SD card. Yeah, okay. So I think I can get about a thousand on a sixty-four gig SD card. I think of yep. JPEGs. But um, yeah. Oh, that's crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, I was gonna say, oh, I've lost my train of thought now. My green tree python. Yes, is, I was gonna ask you about that. What's what's happening? Uh she is nine days out from fifty days. No, eleven days out from fifty days. Twenty sixth of November. Yep. Is 50 days, which is apparently the magic number for maternal and green tree pythons, apparently. Yep. Obviously, give or take about five days with that either side. Yeah. Usually. but um. So, anywhere from five days. Pretty much. Is, yep. That's gone okay. quick. That's gone really quick. Well, maybe Are you... Years. You're going to just me. let them hatch, aren't you? Yeah. If I see one pip, then I'll Pull probably start intervening. Yes, because oh, yeah, they they would be hard to find in that enclosure. <laughs> <laughs> you can Have you sealed that gap on the sliding door? No, not yet. That might be something worth doing pretty quick. Yeah, I might even just shove paper or something in it. Yeah, just for the time um, being. They might get out there, wouldn't they? Hundred percent, they will. Hundred percent. Fuck, that would just be my luck too. I've already lost two male green tree pythons and then all of a sudden I'd find like a shriveled up green tree python in the back of my hurt room and kick myself. Yeah, they'll definitely get out that. I didn't even think about that. I've thought about everything else. I haven't thought about that. Because you got quite a bit of leaf litter in there too, eh? Tons. Tons, yeah. Tons. Absolute tons. Like at the moment that I have to go through that enclosure, it'll be with a fine tooth, fine tooth comb. It'll Every be... individual leaf will be pulled out. Yep. Individually. It'll be a pain in the ass. crack, every crevice. Yeah. But, um, do you think yeah. you'd do it again? Would I do it again? Provided everything goes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's, I haven't had to do anything. The eggs, yeah, like exactly. even today. So, so to give a little bit of a backstory to everybody that is listening at home, she did develop a bit of a, uh, what, what is it called? Water blister. blister. Yeah. yeah, so she's developed a little bit of a water blister above her eye, which I've just kind of been keeping an eye on. And it's it's not looking too bad, but I am considering just like for peace of mind a vet trip after she's done doing what she's doing. So I kind of had to make the tough call whether to let her keep going yep. or to, to take her off the eggs. And I decided to, for the time being, as long as it didn't get any worse, let her just keep going. Um, the eggs look perfect. Like... They're so white. They're still reasonably full. You know, like they don't look like they're weakening, weakening anything. or anything like that. Yep. Um, I have been taking a water bowl down to her over the course of the last couple of weeks and just kind of yep. offering it right next to her and she's been drinking off there because I don't think she's even getting off the clutch to go and get a, a drink at night. And tonight I saw her. She was kind of like poking her head around. And I think it's because I was defrosting a whole bunch of rodents in the room and feeding a lot of the other snakes. And I was like, 
you know what, I just need to throw her a mouse <laughs> or a rat rather. I was just like, I just feel so bad for her. And she ate a rat and sat on the clutch. So yep. I just thought, you know what, even if that gives you a little bit of energy just to plump back up a little bit, yeah, you know, and if that gets her closer to having a shed and hopefully getting rid of this kind of blistery goodness around her eye, then uh, yep. that'll get it off her. But the eggs look perfect, man. How but many I, eggs do you know? Or rough, like rough? Was 100% there's eight. But I think there might be nine, potentially ten. Yeah. Because inside. Yeah, and like around the back of it. Like I could yep. get she pretty much climbed off the eggs one night and without opening up the cage, I could see eight. So yep. definitely eight. Um, yeah, potentially nine or ten, I'd say. At a guess. Yeah. But yeah. Either way, man, if I get a few greens out, I'd be laughing. And even if you got one out, you'd be stoked. Just the fact to do it. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that's the that's the crazy part to me is because yeah, it's just so out of the norm for for myself. You know, I've never never done maternal, so it's unreal though. Hey, just watching it like actually shiver on the eggs and like it's it, it's almost violent how she shivers. Like it's not a kind of like just a nice little quiver. It's like a full like looks like Shake. she's. Yeah, it looks like she's like scrambling those eggs. I was going to say, it looks like she's making scrambled <laughs> eggs. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's it's cool to watch. You've had the camera on it too, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So you can do like a little time lapse kind of. That'd be awesome. Well, I mean. Oh, you haven't been recording, have you? Does well, it record? You can record from it, but I've yeah. got to be on the phone or I've got to put an yeah. SD card into it. So, and to be honest, nine times out of 10, she's sitting on the clutch. Like she's happening, yeah. She's not doing a hell of a lot of exciting stuff. So I haven't really filmed a lot of it, to be quite honest. Um, I have kind of just been taking notes or, you know, taking mental notes of what like the humidity and the temperature is doing. Because like, yeah, even the other day, it got up to like 32 degrees where she was sitting, which is like, that's pretty warm. But was that ambient temperature like in the room or was that her raising it to 32? It was right next to her. Okay. So the thermometer probe for that was like, yeah pretty much up against her coil yeah okay so you know it's and to be honest the 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 heat panel to her enclosure has been turning off reasonably regularly lately too because the room gets to a certain temperature and then grid connect cuts it all yeah so you know she she does a pretty good job of raising that temperature i didn't even think that that would be possible because i've like temp gunned her a couple of times and she's been like 31 32 and then like i temp gun the warm end once the heat panel's off and that's like 27 yeah right so i've just seen that variance in like five degrees yeah well the fact that she can do that just by by shivering her body yeah it's pretty crazy but um what yeah what kind of lows are you getting 27 like at her yeah obviously yeah because you're not inside the inside the coils but you know no still still pretty good data yeah it's cool to see and then like like yeah as i said like this is like pretty much up against the coil if not you know she might bump it off every now and then it might be like an inch away from a coil and then like humidity is anywhere from about 60 to or low 60s to about 78 percent on average so yeah i've just been kind of like maybe once a week i do like a light spritz of the back wall and like a little bit down the warm end of the enclosure, which is the opposite end that she's sitting to. Yeah. Just because I want to bump up the relative humidity. I don't want to wet the her, wet the eggs. Yeah. Any of that or sort of stuff. Will kill the eggs a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And she's already got that one little water blister. So 
Yeah. The last thing I want to do is cause her any more grief than she needs. But it's, it's um cool. it's amazing, eh? Hey? Like it's just <clears throat> I think that's one thing I'd love to do. Some maternal incubation. I highly recommend it because it's just it, like it's even though I'm I've definitely no I'm not as experienced as a lot of guys out there when it comes to breeding snakes. You know, I've only done it well, I, I think I've done it less than well, I've probably done it more than ten times now. Um but in saying that, you know, like just to do something completely different and out of my Yeah. Out of my league. Well, I thought it was out of my league, but to be able to do it is it's pretty cool. Yeah. Although I haven't done it yet. You know, you still gotta hatch these things, so all experience. Not too long now, hopefully. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I'm and not going to lie. The buggers feeding. Lucky you've got some hopping mice there, mate. <laughs> Scenting. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. I'd feel bad for the little mice, though. Rubbing oh, you could just scent, though. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, even if you could, yeah. You could, um, oh, well, you got heaps of things you can scent with anyway, luckily. Geckos, skins. Frogs. Yeah. Yeah, frogs, yeah. Just rub a few pinky heads on their bellies. I'm sure the frogs That's would it. love that. They'd probably eat it. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, probably they're pretty would. Small, those. Yeah, they're pretty small, those guys. Anyway. My, my frogs are pretty tiny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're not much bigger than a pinky themselves. Yeah. No, it's, um, it is pretty I haven't exciting. heard his cameo tonight, actually. I'm actually a little bit surprised. Yeah. Might have to go check on him. He usually makes a bit of a cameo every episode. Yeah, a little bit bizarre. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a bit dry in his enclosure today. But no, I, I have you, um You've made a nice rain um yeah. system. Yeah, I have. Oh, you wouldn't be able to see it now either, because I could mm. show it to you <clears> on the boids. But Oh, you got it in the boids too. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did it on the frogs and I did it on the boids. Um yep. just because I thought, you know what, the boids are being a rainforest animal. Yeah. That's probably the best thing for them is to have that kind of drip effect. But yeah, essentially I kind of made this couple of drippers out of some um, aquarium dosing pumps, which are for pumping liquids into aquariums. And I basically just tapped them into the Misking Reservoir and used some irrigation fittings and, and line to uh, kind of rig up a bit of a hard, what would you call it? Like a little hard frame of tubing with a yeah. whole bunch of pinholes in it. And then, yeah, these dosing pumps can just kind of push like 100 mil or something through them and, and drip out a whole bunch of moisture. A bit more like a rain droplet, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Is it's... It it's not so. It's not a mist. No. Yeah. So. But yeah, no. It's um. It's pretty cool. I'm pretty stoked with them how they turned off. I, I think they're going to need a little bit of tweaking here and there, but you know, it's all in good fun at the end of the day to see if they see if it all works. The boys are probably going to hate me now. I've just turned the yeah, light on top the of them on. and <laughs> see if I can give them a bit of a nighttime shower. So you're just run the same line from the pump around to those ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, you can see the light. You won't be able to see it too much, but yeah, I'll probably stop that before I soak them too much. Um, Yeah, so essentially it's just like a little thin, almost like an aquarium uh, airline hose that's run around the room. Similar size to the Misking hose? Little bit smaller. Okay. Yeah, so internal diameters, I think, uh, four mil, if I'm not mistaken. So it's a little bit smaller than that, John. John guest um, hosing. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's really cool. Hey, just to kind of give them that option for you know maybe 
oh, every four four days to seven days they can get a little bit of a rain a little extra yeah. rainstorm that's a little bit different to the mist i suppose yeah yeah the mist is good but um that rain is pretty handy especially for the larger enclosure i reckon well, i think it's going to be a game changer for the boids because the as soon as i started doing it one of the drips was going into the water bowl and the male yeah. he saw that he jumped straight down stuck his head under the drip and it was just like rolling down off his head and he started sculling water. Because yeah, I, right. I, I quite often, because obviously they, they very rarely seem to drink from a water bowl. Obviously, it's yeah. there for them. I tend to have to mist him in particular, like with yeah, a hand, hand mister. I do the same. Yeah. Like I know they've got the mist king, but I, because I, I do a little bit extra water for some of the plants as well, but I'll do the same. I'll just put the mister over them and just... Yeah, just give them a bit, make drink. sure they're getting hydrated. Yeah. Yeah, so... I've never I, seen him drink from the water bowl. Well, that was the first time I had, and it was wasn't because like he had his face in the water bowl, but it was because yep. it was hitting him on the head. So I think because the drop was hitting him on the head, that was stimulating him to to drink. Yeah, yeah, thought that was pretty cool to kind of just hook up. It was all stuff I had lying around. I think it cost me ten bucks in irrigation fittings from Bunnings. So yeah, right. It wasn't. Oh, a... that's handy that you get the same size fittings as Bunnings, though. You don't have to buy like you know certain odd size fitting that. You got to get from somewhere else because they're so expensive. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the thing is because it's that um, you know, like the mist, the the like the watering system that you get for for your garden and stuff from there. I think it's made yeah. by Pope or something like that. Like it's just yeah. a cheap, cheap Bunnings brand. But yeah, I think I bought a t- ten meter roll of irrigation for like se- irrigation line for like seven bucks, and then a bunch of tea pieces for like two or three bucks. So yeah, it's like what three quarter of an inch or something like that. Yeah, it's. Bit of a weird size, yeah. But no, it was. Um, I thought it was worthwhile just for something to kind of tinker around with and and chuck yeah. together. I was a little bit like, oh, what can I do to just change things up? You know, you sent me the the video of the. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. But um, yeah, and you were saying the other day too that you're uh, you found out the sexy akimbo. I'm having bad luck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> not, not not bad luck. It's, it's probably good, good luck, luck almost. But in saying that, I just wish that. So, <laughs> went in to check on the Kimbo in the morning. And there's an egg just sitting in the middle of the enclosure. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is that from? <laughs> yeah. So, turns out she's a girl. Mister Wiggles is Mrs. Wiggles. So <laughs> call her Emma. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, she she quit. She's out. So, oh, that's right. She's too. Yeah, who they replace her with somebody Not else? Sure. Another, there's a new Wiggle now. I'd have to call. She her was Reed. huge. And yeah, she yeah, was Emma popular. Wiggle. Yeah, yeah. My nephew's going to be very heartbroken. I think. Um, but yeah, but she's a female. Yeah. <laughs> she um she squirted four eggs out. All in all, and I honestly thought that lizard was a male like same as loki i thought i could see like hemipenal bulges and things on it but i'm clearly wrong yep so they're a bit tricky to sex monitors aren't they they can be they yeah. can be obviously yeah <laughs> it's funny though because like that was early on where i was mucking around with like trying to sex that animal i was doing like the the trans illumination where you're going to use your phone torch yep. or whatever through the tail base and i was pr- i was pretty certain i could see some veins there um but you know, it is what it is. I think later on, now that I'm looking at it, I'm going, 
it's a pretty slender head, you know, so that yeah. would, you know, I obviously just haven't paid too much attention to sexing the animal because I'm like, well, I don't yeah. have two of them, so there's no real, you know, I'm exactly. just enjoying the animal more than anything. So, yeah. But at least That's... you found out before you bought, you know, another female. Well, I was asking Rob, I'm like, I need a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's kind of lucky. Yeah, that might have worked out to my advantage, I think, a little bit. But uh, yeah, so that, that's that's kind of cool. I'm I'm pretty sure she's got all the eggs out now. So, you know, she seems pretty happy. She's starting to fatten back up and eating a bit of food and stuff like that. But I'm not yeah. trying. I'm not going to try to fatten her up too much because I don't yeah. want her to kind of get stuck in a cycle of doing that either. Because I really, I just don't need her pumping out eggs if she doesn't need to. Yeah, that's fair enough. Actually, speaking about pumping out eggs, I'm pretty sure Loki's gearing up for another clutch. Another one? Yeah. You're going to try and incubate him this time, so you know? Yeah, I'm keeping a close eye on her because if she does yeah. does drop him, just for just for giggles, I'd like to see if she happens to be patho by any means. Yeah, so, you never know. It'd be cool to do maternal incubation with a python in one year, and it'd be cool to hatch a patho monitor. Yeah. So that'd be a couple of big ticks in your book, mate. <laughs> yeah. Is there any is there any recorded pathos in Kimbo's? I tried to I tried to do a bit of research on that the other day after we were kind of briefly yeah. talking about it, and I, I couldn't find there anything. Is, eh? I think it was only in the Indicus complex that I could find it. So yeah, well, or that I that I read of. I'm sure it does happen in other the other groups can't as well. No, I guess. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, for giggles, I did throw those Kimbo eggs in the incubator. Obviously, they looked infertile yeah. um they look like they're going to mush already so yeah doesn't look like there was much there should have fed them to loki but you know anyway what do you do but, what do you do yeah that's it but yeah loki's looking like a football at the moment so i dare <laughs> say she's probably and she's starting to dig around a bit so yeah hopefully i can catch these ones before they sit in <laughs> sit in the nest box for a month or so and crisp out yeah, turn into egg jerky. Yeah. But no, yeah. That's, um, pretty awesome. Unfortunately, I did have some bad luck with eggs recently too. One of the one of the Gillens monitors that's in that enclosure there, she she dropped a clutch of seven infertile eggs on me. So she was one of the girls from the the breeding loan that I've got. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately she seems is to that have a bombed first out. clutch or is that No, so she I did a bit of digging back into the history of, of her. I think she's, I want to say five or six years old. So she's a yep. proven breeder. Um, apparently she was the better of the two breeders for that particular gentleman. Um, yep. But yeah, no, she seems to have just bummed out this year. So going to hold, hold on to her to maybe about February as well as her sister as well, um, who I'm kind of hoping is pregnant at the moment, gravid rather. Um, but yeah. We'll see how it goes. I don't like double clutching Gillen's, Gillen's monitor just doesn't seem to be my thing. I don't seem yeah. to be able to get two clutches out of him in a year. So a bit disappointing there, but you know, it's the way it goes. Yeah, exactly. You know, can't win them all. No, you can't hold you... them all either. Wow. <laughs> That's challenge acceptable. Your mate. inbox would be flooded, I reckon. It's a disaster. Yeah. It's honestly a disaster, but. No, I'm hopefully hopefully looking to trade out some gillens this year. So yeah, get some, get some different animals in. All going to plan. Yeah. Um, but actually, actually, my original female gillens monitor is 
tonight she was in the nest box digging around. So maybe I'll get a good clutch out of them at least. The yeah. OGs. The originals. Original Gillens. Yep. Quite a few now. No, that'll be good. Because, yeah, they're just one another one of the things that have kind of vanished off the face of the earth. They haven't vanished. They're just all here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, they, they have. They have seriously. And I don't understand why. Like, because. I mean, I had one. They were awesome. But. Have you only had the one, though? Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Was it one? Yeah, yeah. it was one. Um, you sold it like hotcakes too. I remember that went oh, up for went like, like that. Went up for three hundred and fifty bucks, and it was gone yeah. in an instant. Yeah, I was like, oh, I could have sold that for more. <laughs> I remember seeing that. I'm like, he's missing another two hundred and fifty on there. <laughs> yeah, that's the going and rate. But, um, I paid, that's what I paid for it. I just sold what I paid for. Yeah, it. yeah, that's but, fair. Um, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not in it for money or anything like that. But um, yeah, I was like, I don't get me wrong, I loved it. It was awesome to watch it. But I don't know. It just wasn't wasn't kind of my thing at the time. If that makes sense, hundred percent. Can't be into everything. Always wanted Gillens. Like ever since I first got like into reptiles, I always wanted Gillens. But yeah. um, I think it might be a bit different now, though. Maybe. But in saying that, like I don't, I don't really have the space and the want for them. So it's not like it's not on my list. My no. list is kind of my list has probably shrunk again. Actually, to be to be honest, is this after last week? Yeah, yeah, and just yeah, getting out and yeah, probably shrunk quite a bit. I don't like. I, I still love the Kimbo's, but I don't even know. If I, I don't even know if I'd get Kimbo's anymore. To be honest, really? Yeah, that's fair enough. I think the space could be better utilized with something else. But um, I'd love Pilbarensis, but we can't have them, obviously. Yep. I don't know in saying that. Unless, I don't know. I do love the Kimbo's still. There's still a possibility down the yep. track. But, yeah, I think the space, space-wise and what I could do with other things and time as well. Time's the other thing. It's, you know. What's your time worth? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What's my time worth? And that is what I've been thinking about. So. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know. I think the other thing too is maybe like after seeing like and the, the, that picture of that one Ross posted, I know it was a younger juvenile, mm. but the color on that, if if we had colors like that, I'd mm. probably aim for something like that, I think. Yeah. But that's just personal taste really at the end of the day. Go for the Ferrari, not the Kia. Uh, nothing wrong with the Kia, mate. You can probably get more miles on the Kia than you do on the Ferrari. That's for sure. Yeah. No, you can I know have what more you mean. keys than you can have a Ferrari. But, um, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I'd be happy with one of them if I just had, you know, a nice one kind of thing. So. Oh, mate, I've had one for the last, what, three years? Yeah. You know, I've just been enjoying just having that animal. And especially now that it's a little bit older and it's a little bit bolder. Yeah. I think another reason that it hasn't been so bold is it is a female, and females of most monitor species, in my opinion, don't tend to be as bold. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's nice just enjoying an animal for the animal. You know what I yeah, mean? Like it's definitely. one of those things that you know, even if I never got another Kimbo, I'd be happy. You know, I, I think I'd... that's the thing with monitors too, though, is they're that like they're very intelligent. So 
you, yeah. you actually have that interaction with them. Yep. Whereas a lot of the other stuff, you don't quite have that interaction. Like, I mean, you can pull your beardy out of beardy or sit on your shoulder and that, but there's that intellectual thing that they have. Like you walk in the room and they look at you like, you know, and they're examining the surroundings or examining you. Like they're looking, well, what do you got in your hand? You know, that kind of thing. Yep. Like there's just that extra little element to Varanids that there isn't isn't with other things, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. It's hard to explain until you've actually kept them, really, I reckon, and seen them, just the intelligence that they've got. Have, have you kept any other goannas apart from the little pygmy? No, no. I've, like, I've, I've seen a bunch. I've been around a bunch, but I haven't kept them. Yeah. They, I mean, it doesn't matter that it's a pygmy or a mulga monitor or whatever, you know, like they're the exact same thing, just in a tinier package, yeah. but they, they are super intelligent and they, it is that too. And <laughs> Loki gives me so much uphill as well, just because obviously she's a little, she's a little bit bigger. A little bit bigger, yeah. She's starting to become a lot bolder. Like yeah. even the other day, because obviously she, she seems to be kind of really wanting food at the moment because she's, she's probably making these eggs in her. But yeah, she, um, what did I do? I opened up the cage to do something. And I didn't have the pink feeding tongs with me because that's usually like a trigger for her for food. Like I've got that because yep. it's kind of like a bit of a visual cue to know that she's going to get fed. But she she bluff charged me. She full got out the enclosure and everything. Like I had to like back out of the enclosure with my hands right up like away from her because I thought she was about to take my finger. And um, yeah, she was like outside of the enclosure and you could tell that she was like switched on or whatever. And I was just like kind of shut the door behind me so she didn't end up out in the lounge room. Yeah, like, I don't even know how this is going to play out here. And then she like slowly kind of like looked around and got got back to her enclosure and clawed us clawed her way back in. And I was like, that was weird, you know. Like there's no food involved. There's no food in the room or anything like that that she would have been able to smell. Yeah, but for whatever reason, she just wanted to test me. I think so. Yeah, I had a mate that had a used to have a lacy years ago. And man, they can be super intimidating. This thing was so intimidating. It had an attitude. Yeah. And it, like, you basically, like, it was, if you went to the enclosure, it was fine. As soon as the lid opened, it was just food mode and it was scary. Like, you know, you see them in the wild, the, the pick, like, you know, up Summersby Falls and that, they're all around the picnic areas, like, constantly. So as a kid, you see them all the time. They're pretty chill. Like, you can get relatively close. But this thing, like, you know, it gave me a new appreciation for monitors, just of how, like, how quick and how how quickly things can go wrong. That's the, the main thing. Like, in an instant, it could just go from, you know, it's there and then next, next instant, you know, there's stitches and this and that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I'm I'm happy with with Lokes just being the one yeah. bigger monitor, and you know she's only she'd be pushing four foot now. That's big enough, you know. Yeah. She she's still big enough to cause cause some good harm. Yeah. Um. But like a big lacy or you know a lacy, they're a weapon. Like they've got some oh, serious definitely. teeth on them, some serious claws, all the rest of it. Like they're they're not to be mucked around with, and I think that's no. a bit of a downfall. Is there? They're such a pretty monitor, and I think a lot of people out there want to go. I want to be that guy with that big tame pet monitor or whatever. And yeah, you know, if a monitor's kept properly, 
they aren't like that, you know, or very yeah. rarely are they like that. There's a few exceptions to the rule out there, but oh, definitely. You know, you, that's why you always see like yearling lace monitors coming back up for sale. It's like they've gotten to the point where they're starting to give the owners a bit of. That's right, and I think the other thing is too is the time. Like you got to put the time into them as well. Mm. Like if you don't put that time in, you kind of off the bat if you're a little bit hesitant. Off the bat, and you're always that little bit hesitant. They're going to pick up on those cues, but you yep. know, if you put the time in and you know do the things right, I think you shouldn't shouldn't have too much of an issue. And but there's always those outliers. Yeah. 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 I mean, I do love them though. I'm not going to lie. There's nothing better than a nice lacy parentes though. Man, they're stunning. Yeah. Look, I. I can appreciate all the big stuff, don't get me wrong, but I find the Adachia has really got my heart. Like oh, just definitely. The, just the small stuff. I think that the amount of patterns and colors and stuff you can get in these tiny monitors, yeah, like that's that's what gets me. Even, even if you include some of like the tree monitors and stuff into there, like the Scolaris and that, like you get some awesome looking Scolaris. Yeah, I love some of the Tristus too. Mm. Yeah. But um, yeah. My, my Scolaris Peloensis, that's an animal that I, like, as much as it hurt me to to let it go, I knew it went to good hands. But, like, just looking at that animal every day, I was like, wow, you know, these whites on blacks with red spots on the back and everything. Like, yeah, that was beautiful. an impressive-looking animal. It was a pretty big monitor, too. Even for a Scolaris, they were, yeah. It's a good-looking lizard. Yeah. No, there's some um, stunning monitors out there for sure. Well, we're lucky in Australia. We are the land of the monitor. Exactly. But um, I think we're lucky having a lot of those um, smaller ones too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there's stacks out there. Yeah. Even, yeah, like, I mean, all, all the tiny stuff like Primordius and Kingorum and... Brevicorda. Yeah, Brevies, stores. Yeah. I love all Lots the... Lots of stuff. Gillen's Busheye. Yep. Quarterliniatus. Yeah. One day. Yeah, the list does go on. (laughs) (laughs) But what are you getting out of it, Luke? Well, that's it. That is 100% it. And that's half the reason why I just need to pull the the reins in. I'm I'm, I'm committing to the couple of more purchases or swaps rather that I've, you know, had planned for a long time because I think that's something that I'm still very interested in. And then... um, I'm, I'm just going to see how I go in about another six months and see where I go yeah. from there. And, you know, if I happen to start becoming a proven breeder by that stage, I will have to start cutting some things. So, you know. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah, that's it. And the fun begins, mate. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be disappointed to see some stuff go. I definitely have to really think about what I'm doing. Yeah, it'll always be like that, but at the same time too, like, you know, there's nothing better than having your own offspring, so to speak. Yeah. Especially if they share the the hobby too. Well, like that's it. I kind of love it, so. I don't think my kids have a choice. Yeah. It'd be kind of just like it's there all the time. Yeah, that's right. It's in the house. Like it's it's the room next door. Like if they're in the living room, it's just there. Like my my guys are always in the backyard, and every time I come home, they're like, like they want to come down in here and have a look and stuff. But you know, it's in the same 
pretty much they don't have to go far at yours. Yeah. No, not no far at all. I'll have to start putting locks on everything. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the good thing I like about these PVC enclosures. They've got keyed locks. <laughs> yeah. I just get the Exoterra barcode things on all of these. You yeah. Know, like those little... Little spin, code ones. Spin, yeah, spin code locks or whatever. The only thing is that you can still open the door enough for geckos to get out. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Maybe I'll just twist tie them or something. Yeah, that's that's handy, a little twist tie. Yeah. Oh, well, what do you reckon, mate? Enough rambling for one night? Yeah, mate. Everyone's probably over-listened to our voices for the, <laughs> for the time being, I think. Well, I've enjoyed this because, you know, we yeah, haven't same. actually talked that much. Like, usually usually you and I do message each other probably at least every other yeah. day talking about something. So It's usually just been the quick message here, there, and then, like, I'll read it and forget to reply or vice versa. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> well, we've both been flat good. stick. So. Yeah, and both had a whiskey tonight too. It was good. Yep. Yep, still on the dimples. Yeah, yeah. did yeah, you got the Jugot oh, whiskey. Right. Yeah, I got, I got a nice bottle of Jugot whiskey. Got that in the mail today. I thought perfect. Crack it open. That's actually really nice. I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. I might have to give it a try. Maybe that yeah. maybe I could ask for one of those for Chrissy. Yeah, it's a nice good. little present. Yeah, or maybe if I get a de- decent bonus at the end of the year, I might spoil myself. Got to get used to drinking it without a mixer, though. That was a bit hard, a bit rough. <laughs> Warms the old chest up. I'll tell you that. It's smooth. Oh, it's smoother than a lot of the um, all of the other stuff out there. That's for sure. I'm a fan. Let's put it that way. You'd buy it again. Yeah. Yeah. As a like, I wouldn't. It's one of those ones that you'd buy that would just sit on the on the shelf, and you'd have like an enjoy one every now and then if that makes yeah. sense not a regular like if you had someone over no it wouldn't be like a you know if you want a whiskey here and there and you like your mixes you wouldn't buy that to mix with yeah but nuts no, tasty i do like it oh well, that's a good one to keep then yeah all right well uh we'd like to say a massive thank you to eric and owen and the rest of the mpr crew for having us if you'd like to contact them it's best to find them at moreliapythonradio.net and email them at info at moreliapythonradio.net as far as contacting us in our social media platforms, you can email us at australianherpsculture at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook as well. Make sure you check out our Teespring store for podcast merch. The link is on the Facebook page. To see more of what Jason is doing, make sure to follow him on Facebook and Instagram at The Gecko Effect. For myself, you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, and Teespring under Beach of Scaly Beasts. Guys, we'd love to have you back here next week for another episode of the Australian Herpticulture Podcast. Good night, guys. Good night. Thank you.